0: that song was Je m'appelle Jane my name is Jane by Jane Birkin and a guy called Mickey 3D Jane Birkin died only uh, a couple of weeks ago she was of course famous for a long association with Serge and uh, the famous song that they did together got a bit raunchy was uh, Je t'aime so we're pleased to play that both for our, for our upcoming guest And for those who'd like to remember Jane Birkin.
1: Jane Tuttle, author, actor and owner of the Queenscliff Bookstore in Victoria, met with a terrible accident in Paris when an unprotected lift almost guillotined her as she leaned over a balustrade to greet a friend below. Despite terrible injuries, Jane recovered and lived to tell the story in her best-selling book, Paris or Die. In the meantime, Jane caught up with the theatre director who happened to have studied at the same acting school in Paris, Lecoq, and the pair has since collaborated to develop a one-woman show based on the book. Jane is to perform the show in Geelong next month and Port Ferry in September. Despite being traumatised by the event, Jane has gone on to return to Paris numerous times, write a second book, My Sweet Guillotine, and is currently penning her third book in this memoir trilogy. She tells Graham Kemlow about the opportunities that have come her way since the accident and why she loves to write in Paris.
0: It's a huge pleasure to speak again because we have spoken a couple of times before to Jane Tuttle. Jane is an actress, an author and an escape artist. She, uh, she wrote a book called Paris or Die Then she wrote another book called My Sweet Guillotine, both of which had a lot to do with the fact that that uh, she was standing in an apartment block, leaning over a banister, calling to her friends below, and next thing, she is hit by a descending lift. Now, how anyone lived to tell this tale, I, I don't know, but Jade is such a joy to talk to, and I know she's uh, got some interesting news as to what she's doing now, and she's still got another book in this now trilogy, of her life to come out, so she's working on that in the background as well. Jane, welcome back to Travel Writers Radio.
2: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Graham.
0: Well, you're always a joy to talk to, Jane. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're so uplifting. I love it. Oh. Now, have we got a title for your third book yet, or is that giving away secrets? Mm.
2: Well, we do have a title, but it's, I think that what I've started to understand now that it's my third book, what yeah. I do, and I tend to have a title For the book, as I'm working on it, and then by the time it comes to get uh, closer to the publication date, the actual title kind of comes to the surface. So it's almost like a brief that I have. Um, I know the last book was called Purgatorio, (laughs) for the the, yeah for the duration of the right, and actually then it turned into just Guillotine, and then it became My Sweet Guillotine. So um, and you know. Paris or Die had another name as well. It was called The Moth Translations.
0: Oh, I think I like the <laughs> title it <that> ended up <laughs>
2: Yeah, me. I mean, yeah I, me
0: too. I know it sounds like a bunch of desperate college kids drinking their way across Europe, but, um, you know, I thought... <laughs> Does that, it? That was a good title. And, uh, yeah. And the guillotine. So I'll be intrigued as to what you come up with. So the last time we spoke, it was uh, last year, and you had just come back from Paris and were about to go again. You... I think it was uh, might have been September or something we spoke, and then you were going back there in December. So a few things have happened since then. Just quickly fill us in on, um, on what's occurred since we last spoke.
2: Yeah, so I think um, my speculatine had just come out when we chatted, mm. And then I, so I went over to Paris to do, a, to do a launch, to launch the book over there. And we did that, I did that with the brilliant writer, Lauren Elkin. She is one of my favourite writers. She has a book actually coming out called Art Monsters that everyone oh. has to read. Okay. Uh, she's a American, um, French American writer. She, um, she lives in London at the moment. Anyway, she came across and we did a um, a launch with Shakespeare and Company at the um, Shakespeare and Company is under renovation at the time. So Sylvia and um, and Krista and the gang came out and sold books at the Hotel du Nord. So the Hotel du Nord, the quintessential um, uh, cafe, restaurant, yeah. bar on the Canal Saint Martin, just across from yeah. where I lived for all that time, yeah. and. Um, and our friend, actually, there's a character in My Sweet Guillotine, Valentin, yeah. who is um, based on my friend who who dreamed one day of owning the Hotel du Nord, and now he does. Is so, right? yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. So that was really special. So uh, I didn't get a chance to launch uh, Paris or Die over in Paris because of the um, the lot. It was lockdowns Lockdown, and. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. that
0: was a yeah. Oh, but even to do something with the Shakespeare and Company, the you know the yeah. most famous bookshop in Paris, the bookshop of James Joyce and I think Hemingway and all the all the guys lobbed in there at one point or another and slept on the. Uh, is there a couch there? what's the yeah. What in, what enthused them about the place that that was even comfortable because it's a dusty old <laughs> bookshop really, isn't it?
2: yeah well the original so Hemingway and Joyce were related to the original Shakespeare and company which was run by Sylvia Beach on the yeah. left bank and then George Whitman uh, bought his little um, ramshackle joint on the on the other side on the other bank uh, and Sylvia Beach gave him the name so um, but yeah so there's the traditional thing about Shakespeare and company is that it's a it's welcome to strangers as long as you read a book and help out in the shop you can you can still to this day go and just sleep there the night you can live there they're called tumbleweeds um so so lots of yeah lots of great writers have slept on the couches and got bitten by fleas and um hung out in that shop that's what makes it so wonderful and um my when I first arrived in Paris Sylvia my um George's daughter Sylvia had just arrived to help him out and she's a she was an actress at the time and we became good friends and so she's um she's now running the shop uh, and it's been slightly modernised from George's day, but um, she there's a classic story about George Whitman throwing out the like being seen in the in the middle of the night with a large object throwing something into the Seine, and it was the the cash register that Sylvia had put in <laughs> oh. because he he refused to he, he'd always had a like little metal tin where he'd take the money and stuff, and uh-huh. Sylvia put in a, a register Fantastic. one night. Yeah, so anyway, lots of stories. Police
0: get involved
2: and. What, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Murder of the cash register. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, a lot of
0: things have been thrown in the scent.
2: Oh, there's a lot of things in that river. A we lot of dead bodies. Lunch
0: and dinner, but there you go. Yeah. Now, um, you're, uh, you are now performance artist of your work. Can you just explain yeah. how that how that works a bit? Because I know you people be interested to know that you've got a couple of these performances coming up. But you've basically yeah. turned—is um, it Paris or Die and My Sweet Guillotine, or what does the performance entail?
2: Yeah, so it's just Paris or Die. I mean, there's a little, there's a few hints of My Sweet Guillotine in it, but basically the the play is based solely on the book, which. The play was developed when I only had Paris or Die. Right. Um, and, yeah, it's. I mean, the Paris or Die is largely based around my time at the Lecoq Theatre School, uh, which is a school of theatre creation, really. Um, and so during lockdown, <laughs> I, it, it's so funny, I got this, um, oh, I, I spoke to a friend who has this runs this small theatre space down here in Point Lonsdale where I live. And it was all shut up during lockdown. And she said, I'm, I'm going to invite a few artists to come in and use the space just to develop solo shows because they can be in there working, but they can't really work, you know, in groups or anything. So, um, I she said, do you want to do a theatre show, develop a theatre show? And I said, no, that's the one thing I've always wanted to do, but it's the hardest thing to do. <laughs> Uh, and um, there just so happened to be a quite famous theatre director, John Bolton, who used to run a theatre school in Melbourne and is um, he was actually a Lecoq – he went to the same school I went to in the 1970s Rock. and actually trained with Jacques Lecoq. Um, so, when I arrived at the Jacques Lecoq school 30 years later, uh, Jacques Lecoq had been dead for five years. So he um, had the same training as me, and he kindly offered to direct a show of Paris or Die, whatever that meant. We didn't have any real idea. Would it be a reading? Would it be a performance with other actors? Had Would he it be. The book? Yes, he had read the book. Yes. Um, and he, he was really keen. So we just started getting together. This was back in 2020, started getting together once a week for a few hours and fleshing out what this piece could be and by early 2021 we had a, a full-length solo play um, and so we started performing it at the at the hall down here and we did a, a couple of weeks. It was amazing doing the show one week. We were only allowed to have, you know, 10 people in the audience and then next week everyone was in masks and then then we had to cancel because of lockdown and then there'd be, you know, there was that time when you were allowed to be in your little bubble group. So, We'd organise the seating every night according to who was allowed to sit in a clump and it was really quite fascinating but it was a great way to to uh, experiment and to create this show. And then I toured a few other venues around regional Victoria, got wind of the show and asked me to come to, to Mansfield and to Beechworth and out to Healesville. And then uh, La Mama came in short, uh, Liz and... Um, and Lloyd from La Mama came and saw the show and said, we'd love to have you at La Mama. So I I performed it at La Mama last year, and then got COVID for the second week of the show, which was a bit of a bummer. Um, And then uh, I, this year, I got a few more invitations to perform the show at the Williamstown Literary Festival. I just did that a couple of weeks ago. And in a couple of weeks, I'm doing it in Geelong on the top floor of the, the Wurri uh, Yuang room that looks out over Geelong for the closing of the Geelong Local Word Festival, which I'm really excited about. Oh, okay. And that then I'm also. Or... Yeah, uh, no, opposite. So in the library. Yep, top floor of the library. It's beautiful. Yeah, it looks out over the bay, and there's going to be food and wine. And then I'm also doing it at the Port Ferry Literary Weekend in September. Um, so yeah, and I'm developing into French and um, looking to maybe take it to Avignon next year. To Avignon off. Yeah, that's um another art festival, is it? Yeah. So the Avignon, basically in July, the whole city of Avignon uh, is transformed into a into theatre world. So it's full of – it's perfect for a play like Paris or Die because there's so many little theatres. So people take – a lot of French people, a lot of French um, performers and performance groups um, take their shows and international uh, to Avignon and then they are um, sort of bought up to tour and to play in in the cities around France. So I'm sort of – I'm quite intrigued to see what this show would actually – mean to a French audience and what this story means. And at the moment it's not, the book isn't adapted into French yet. I'm sort of, um, that's. you did
0: your performance though, you would have done, done that on Francais, oui? Uh,
2: when I, oh, well, it, you mean in the show as it is now.
0: Oh, when you did your stand-up performance in the, as a, a resident artist.
2: Yes. Yeah, so. That was in French, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think I've mentioned that yet. But on in uh, March, I was invited to go and to um, to this really amazing residency called the at the Chateau de La Napoule in the south of France, where um, they have this artist residency for ten artists um, in the spring and the autumn every year. And um, they so I had a month to work solely on my new book and also on the play um, developing in, into French. So um, there was an open studio night where the public came and I stood up and did a section of the Paris or Die show, and mostly in French. But there is a section of the play where I perform what- uh, the australian what an australian is <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and so <me>. yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah i actually just um oh you have to come and see the show to it's see i don't think it, <laughs> it's pretty out there that's oh, it, it's very vulgar uh right. so the audience got to experience um the french side of my world but then also uh the Australian, and actually, it was interesting. Quite a lot of the, the uh, there were quite a lot of American people there, and they said, "Gee, we find it as hard to understand the Australian as as the French." they did. They did. They were fascinated. It was. It's. It's very interesting. I think that, especially after performing the show in Australia um, for so long, you forget that there's such a a world inside what a, what an Australian is. Yeah. You know. Especially out of water.
0: I'm glad you get the Legion of Honor next for bringing foreign culture back to France.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm definitely interested in seeing what my because my books, uh, both Paris or Die and My Sweet Guillotine, and the next one, which is currently called Paradise, in my mind.
1: Paradise.
2: Um, Sorry, that was a that's a big in in secret. I shouldn't have really said that to you, but there you go. Tell our listeners. It's a secret. Um, but, yeah, they're both. The
0: title. That title worries me because, you know, uh, <laughs> you've found paradise where you're not long for this world, yet yeah.
2: yeah. Well, it's certainly not the paradise that you, I think the idea is to upend the idea of paradise, um, which I guess in some ways that's what the first two books are about as well, is that sort of looking at the ultimate contrast between life and death and joy and and sadness and light and dark. Um, there's definitely a lot of material to mine. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, this is probably going to sound flippant, but this could have been the best thing that ever happened to Jane Tuttle.
2: Yeah, the, you mean the accident? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're I mean, I wouldn't... You saying that I hope No, not at all. I think that, um, you know, often we... We feel weird uh, attributing um, positive, positivity to things that happen that are really bad, but there is, uh, I mean, I'm so lucky and that's why I probably can be so, um, can look at it, at it with such a positive light is because I'm, sit- I'm sitting here and I can move perfectly well and, you know, my face isn't destroyed and uh, maybe I'd be different if I would um, have been a lot worse. If it I mean. was bad, yeah. Could
0: have been a lot worse. And, you know, um, I, I mean, your outlook on it all It's just fabulous. I, I know you were embarrassed. Yeah, I think you've said to me that you found it embarrassing that you had done this and you thought maybe people in France would think you're a bit of a whack oh. for sticking your head over the banister. Perhaps that's, perhaps that's uh, look right, look left, don't lean over the banister. Might be the, the child mantra in France, I don't know. But those lifts, they're bloody dangerous under any heading.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Graham Kemlow loved his chat with Jane Tuttle, you could probably tell. We'll air the second half of Graham's interview with her next week. Meanwhile, Jane's performances at the Geelong and Port Fairy Literary Festivals are detailed on her website, JaneTuttle.com
0: This is the Travel Rider Show on J Air eighty eight FM in Melbourne.